We're back. Welcome to Don't Fuck With Ghosts, the podcast about all things haunted, spooky, and supernatural. We are your Blost sisters. I am Greer. And I am Betsy. And it's officially October. I know. I mean, it's, it has been for 10 days now, but since we've last recorded, it's officially October. Officially October. We're like deep in spooky season now. Oh, yeah. We have lots of spooky stuff to talk about. This And what? Greer's engaged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got engaged. It was beautiful. Her picture is like, there's a full-on double rainbow in the back and Yellowstone. Big Sky? Big Sky. It's different, right? But yeah, for like 45-minute drive okay. from Yellowstone. But it's yeah. like, you know, the same, it's all the same vibe. But it yeah. It was beautiful and perfect, and we all needed something to celebrate, and I'm so happy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Blost. Blost. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Also, I am wearing this like very witchy dress in my... Oh, I was like, photos. I don't see a dress. <laughs> <laughs> in my engagement, but my, it was like a surprise photo shoot, etc. I'm wearing a very witchy dress in the pictures, and I bought that dress specifically because it felt witchy. And when my photographer said that it looked witchy, I was like, okay, this is, I, got, I fit the vibe here. Yeah. Also, it was my job to take her shopping to get an outfit for the <laughs> engagement, and she did not wear what she bought. So, <laughs> but I knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah, Betsy was in- intimately involved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that happened. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm a fiance. A fiance. But equally as exciting, um, Betsy went to Markov's Haunted Forest on Friday. I know. Which I I was not feeling well, so I could not go. Which was honestly very sad because we look forward to this every year um but i'm very much looking forward to hearing your recap of markoff's yeah it was amazing it would have been perfect if greer was there but (laughs) other than that it was a fucking time (laughs) but before we get into that i did remember something from last episode when we were (laughs) when you were telling your story and the girls like the light fell on her and cut her yeah and then i was talking about my story about how the light fixture in my room fell and cut me yeah but i had totally forgotten and I remembered after I was done telling that story and like after we had edited and everything I was like wait I <laughs> I remembered that I was like playing in the room and I threw a pillow <laughs> right and that's what made the glass fall on me oh not a demon so debunked <laughs> debunked <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. So, you know, we're not in the business of telling lies on this podcast. (laughs) We don't lie and we debunk when we know something to not be true. Debunk nation. Well, thank you for that (laughs) important clarification. You are welcome. But now we'll get into Markov's. It was so much fun. Basically, it's like this haunted walkthrough attraction in the middle of nowhere, Maryland. Actually, well, the town it's adjacent to is Poolsville, Maryland, which sounds like the name of a town from a spooky movie. Yeah, it does. Right? Poolsville. Like, it, it sounds made up, but it's not. Anyway, it's so... It's very real. <laughs> yes. So, basically, the the attraction is on a farm, and you can buy tickets for a specific time slot, and then once you get there, you, we always get there a little bit early so we can, like, wait and bop around to all the different entertainment stuff that they have while you wait for your time slot to be called. And it's always super fun. They have a DJ. He calls himself DJ Daddy Longlegs. He's honestly, like, pretty good. He's neurotic <laughs> he's, as hell. He's crazy. <laughs> and he says the craziest shit into the mic. Like... <laughs> One of the attractions that you could do while you waited for your time slot to be called was... I don't know if they had this last year, 
I think usually it's just the zip line. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the zip line this year. Oh. They had this like rotating log thing that you could, <gasps> would climb up to. Was that the one in your TikTok? Yes. Okay, side note quickly, um, go watch the TikTok that Betsy made <laughs> on our TikTok DFWG podcast. It was really great recapping my The props. reel's also on Instagram. Okay. So, yes. yeah, either either one works. Um, but yeah, so you would climb up to the top and you're harnessed in and whatnot, okay. and then you would try to get from one side. There was like these little stairs things that you would like ease down and then you would try to like run across to the other side and mm-hmm. if you got all the way to the other side without falling off you won $50 oh my god yeah so whenever <laughs> somebody up there DJ Daddy Longlegs would like heckle them oh my god <laughs> and be like if there was like somebody's like dad up there he'd be like you're too old for this <laughs> and shit like that um and there was one woman that like would not go like she was like stuck to the stairs what the fuck are you doing exactly. it? and like get off. the guy who's like up there with them oh like mimicked kicking her because she <laughs> wouldn't go and like we were all waiting down there being like do it <laughs> this is like one time in the adirondacks my mom with there's a bridge you can jump off into water it's not like very high but Jeannie would not jump off the bridge oh. and she was on the edge of the bridge for 20 minutes and then when people started yelling at her to jump she was like well now i'm not gonna jump because you're yelling at me <laughs> oh god <laughs> Um, one of these years, I'm going to do one of those, like, daredevil things at Markov's. I don't know if you're going to, though. I am. Oh, my God. If you can hear the barking in the background, that is my family's dog, Sammy. She's the noisiest dog I know in my life. She has one eye. She, she is one-eyed. Very She's fluffy. 10 years old, and she won't shut up. And she pees everywhere. She pees too. and poops everywhere, and she vomited <laughs> on the carpet and oh. on the couch three times yesterday. I for- three times. She vomited. Well, okay, sorry. She vomited on the the carpet, and then I took her for a walk. She vomited again, and then she threw up on the couch. What? Well, how- My mom thinks she ate the cat food, and that made oh. her sick. Oh. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it really sucked. Oh, poor <laughs> nasty. And then she ate it. <laughs> Disgusting. Why did, why did That's probably why she threw that? up the second time. So that would make me throw up too. Damn. She will eat anything, that dog. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, oh the daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I, I will do it one year. I'm not afraid of that stuff. I just forgot to bring cash. It's not cash only anymore. Oh. Well, it's like, no, no it's like card suggested oh, now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I loved it so much. And, and the, so that's the, the town. Yeah. Like, or that's the like. The, that's like the waiting it, area. They had yeah. like bonfires that you can hang out at. They had a taco bar. They had a full ass bar this year, but it was like hidden. It's called the skeleton bar. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had a giant skeleton. That seems very in right like now. The 12, like the Home really Depot massive skeletons. skeletons. Yeah. Um, but the line was so fucking long. It wasn't like by the time we would have gotten to get a drink, it would have been time to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not it was so it, long. They got to have more bars than just that one. They're probably <laughs> trying to control the alcohol intake of the population because i feel like people could get really rowdy that's and then the, the bonfires are absolutely massive yeah and they were emanating a lot of smoke this year so yeah. a lot of burning eyes burning throats mm. <laughs> it was rough and also they have like sporadic not sporadic sparse amounts of um like workers that hang out in the waiting area yeah that are in costume and like there to scare you basically and we were just hanging by the bonfire when um, one of them decided to scare me. I'm an easy target. <laughs> and he scared me. I was not expecting it at all. And then I fell over and we were close to the line of people waiting because their time slot had already been called. And I hear this one guy go, oh my God, she fucking fell, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> God, I wish I could have witnessed it. It was hilarious. It was a great way to start the night because that happened maybe 15 minutes after we got there. Uh, so yeah, but then our, our time was called. 
and you wait in line and it's a fucking long ass line but it moves pretty 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 fast i would say yeah usually. and then you walk through the actual trail and it was their 30th anniversary this year so they said that their trail was the longest one yet but you never i i can't tell the difference i feel like time does not exist time doesn't exist when you're you're in there but i will say that there was a lot of more interim time when you're walking between each they have like different sets through the trail like different themed ones um they had a they always have a viking they've had a viking ship for the past few years they always have like a catacombs house one that looks like grandma's house in the middle of the woods with like Mm -hmm. all these old like tea sets and everything and they had a creepy dollhouse there's a ufo alien section that one Um, is really unsettling to me i love the church personally the church well the church i don't know if this was different this year because they had the church but they had like devil worshippers in it this time I remember. But it's the one where, like, they're all sitting in the pews. You know that one. Yeah. Yeah, but they were devil worshippers, and I never, I can't remember if they were devil worshippers in the past or just, like, creepy church people. I don't remember either. But it's, like, the sets that they build on this trail, we we always say this, like, whoever works on these sets, these people deserve to win some kind of award. It is, like, masterful, masterful. They're actually ranked on some, like, list of scariest haunted attractions in the country. Really? Yeah. They're yeah, like top top twelve something it's like, like that. It's like phenomenal. I wish, it, I wish we could like take you guys along with us with a GoPro or like take pictures somehow on the trail. We're, you're not focused enough to be able to do that. Well, you're also scared. not allowed to. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I guess you're, probably to like if so you don't have the flash and people. And also, eyes. it really slows down the pace. Yeah, that's because they got to keep people moving. Um, but yeah, true. you're not allowed to take pictures or anything with flash or anything. Yeah, it's very well done. If you're in the, the DMV area, highly, highly recommend. Yes. Markov's is incredible. Thousand percent. I wish I could have gone. It's okay. No. Well, next there's year. always next year. It's yeah. the annual trip. Yes. So. It's so good. Yeah. So we did that. We also did a movie day at um, our friend Nicole's apartment. Shout out, Nicole. Yeah. Shout out, Nicole. <laughs> I was there for nine hours. We watched five total movies. It was great. I guess that means I was there for eight because I left mm, seven probably. Oh, was it a two-hour movie? Yeah. The last one? I, le- I got home around midnight. Okay, yeah. I got. I, le- I think I left at, like, nine. Yeah. We were there for, like, a long-ass time. Yeah. But we watched Friday the 13th, part six. Part six, Jason lives. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. He did live. Because he was dead, and then he gets woken up by the lightning. Remember? Oh, yeah. Because that's how <laughs> science works. And then we watched a movie from the 50s called The House on Haunted Hill. Which? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm watching Gilmore Girls right uh-huh. now. Is somebody from it in it? No. Oh. <laughs> no, but when Lorelai goes on her first date with Max, uh-huh. they go to see... <gasps> is that um, what they're watching? Yes! Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. There's <gasps> fucking Nora. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Nora. It's a very fun movie. Kind of like Clue, if you like Clue. Yes. Um, House on Haunted Hill, Final Destination 4, which those movies are always great. It was yeah, but four, it's called right? The Final Destination. Oh, The Final Destination. Yeah, but it is the fourth one in the installment. But why is it called The Final Destination I don't it's know. not the last one? Maybe they thought it was going to be the last one. That's probably what happened. Okay. And then we watched Scream. Always good. And then I stayed to watch Malignant, which came <laughs> out last year. I think so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because well, I remember when we saw where we were seeing commercials for it, and we're like, oh, my God, we have to see that. And then your friends were saying, like, it's the scariest movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was not scary. At, like, there were maybe a couple good jump scares, but not that because they were, like, terrifying to look at, just, like, good, you know, jump scare timing. It was not scary at all it was deranged and like therefore fun to watch but i will not be re-watching it and i was able to sleep soundly the night after i wonder if you would have been able to sleep as soundly if you were sleeping alone 
I don't. I did sleep alone because because Corey fell asleep on the couch. Oh my god! So, you, but you were able to fall asleep alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was not scary. It's. It was like. I'll. Do you care if I spoil it? No. Okay. Well, if you don't, want, if you want to watch *Malignant*, I mean, go ahead. So skip, skip ahead to this part. But basically, it's about this woman who has had a twin in the womb, but the twin, like, she absorbed it, but it was like a cancerous, like, little monster twin, oh my God. and it like lived on the back of her head, like Voldemort does in the *Sorcerer's Stone*, and had these little arms, and she was like, what? She was she didn't like, get it removed. She um was in some sort of like facility where they were observing her and doing experiments oh on God. her and her like cancer twin. And Do you this, know this at the beginning? No. Or is this, this is the like, twist? This, this is the twist. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, but at the beginning she keeps having these visions where like she sees these other people being murdered, but she's like in her home, but she's like in her mind. It's like, she's there watching these other people be murdered. And then you learn that she has this like weird cancerous twin demon thing attached to her gets it removed, but they're not able to remove the brain of the cancerous thing because they share the brain. So they just squish his brain into her head, steal her up. And then it turns out at the end of the movie that she is actually the one doing all of the murdering and mm, the cancerous classic. twin like takes over her brain it's like and her body. like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. And she like, she, yeah, so she is like the demon that is killing everyone. It was so bad. <laughs> But it was, like, a fun watch. (laughs) Well, that's Um, good. As long as you had fun. I would not recommend. So we're seeing Barbarian this week, which is supposed to be Man, you guys, we had such a good conversation about this movie a couple episodes ago. This was the one where my audio... (sighs) This was the one where we, like, made the disclaimer about all the audio fuck-ups that were going on in that episode. Because there were so many that, like, we had to edit out full sections of the episode. Because you just couldn't understand what we were saying. It was so bad. Yeah. Which is then what prompted Greer to get a new mic. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we were being really funny at the Barbarian section. And I forget what we were even saying. Whatever. Well, it was just me, like, telling you the synopsis of it. And, like, your reactions were pretty funny. Because it sounded... It sounds so good. And we're seeing it on Wednesday. Yes. So hopefully it lives up to the hype. I think it will because my friend's fiance saw it and he said it was the scariest movies he'd seen in theaters in a long time. Mm -hmm. And he like handles scary movies well. So that's our next Halloween activity is this week. We're going to go watch Barbarian and we'll give a a review on it in our next episode if we feel so inclined. We probably will. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to get into our uh, listener story for this week. Our theme is going to be haunted forests since I just went to Markov's and we wanted to talk about like actual haunted forests this week um, to circle back to the theme. Um, so this week's listener story was sent in by our listener D. Thank you so much for submitting. And the subject line is an unintentional astral travel, a YouTuber, a channeling black eyed girls, canic chase serial killer story, a story, excuse me. Now, if that subject line doesn't catch your attention, please keep reading. It's long and likely a lot to take in, but it's so worthy of the read. First and foremost, I want to say that your podcast has filled all my downtime since a coworker recommended it a few months ago. Like any true paranormal fan, I started from the very beginning because obviously I want to hear all the stories. I have no issue with sharing my name with you. It's D, but for the purpose of the story, who I am doesn't matter. The story itself very much so does. I have this friend who lives in the UK and he happens to be a YouTuber. An explorer of sorts, and he and his friends carry out a ton of different types of investigations and explore all over the world. This particular adventure was actually close to home for them. I should mention before I get too far ahead of myself, I am a medium, a clairvoyant, an empath, at times a mind reader if I really try and figure out that 
if I really try and figure out that I can astral travel all over the world while I am fully conscious and not in a trance or sleeping. That is crazy. I didn't even know that was something people could do. I didn't either. And like, how do you learn to do that? I guess it just happens. She just has the the skill. chills out and meditates for a little bit and wakes up in another country <laughs> but like realizes she's that's crazy it's like you're it's like um lucid dreaming but in reality that must have been convenient during covid when we were like oh locked man down. you could go anywhere i'll go to scotland every damn day this was also done unintentionally many many years ago but i digress Okay, so yeah, I guess it just happened. (laughs) Whenever I have a personal connection to someone, I can tap into them, get a sense of if they are both okay physically and mentally. I happened to be flipping through Instagram stories and saw a story from a close friend, Dan, a.k.a. Exploring with Fighters, who's another YouTuber, of my UK friends, Flex, a.k.a. The Flex Tapes. I hope you followed that, LOL. Yes, I'm following. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And all that the video showed was Dan driving on the highway. It didn't reference where they were going or what they were up to, but while watching the story, I unintentionally planted myself right into the car for lack of better explanation. I quote unquote saw that Dan had his brother James and flex with him, and I instantly knew they were on their way to a forest for haunted camping. Haunted camping. I know. People are crazy. This is like Zach Baggins. Baggins, excuse me. I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. (laughs) Not on this show. Blasphemy. (laughs) I honestly wish I knew how. I just knew these things. But alas, it's a mystery. I likely will never wrap my brain around. Right after I saw Dan's story, I saw that Flex reposted it, confirming for myself anyways that Flex was indeed with Dan. I messaged him because I instantly got a sense of danger and dread. I asked him where he was headed, and he said they were headed to a forest. I swear I freak myself out constantly. (laughs) I told him to please be careful because I could feel slash sense that they would be in danger there. I told him I felt murders, suicides, dark magic, missing people, kidnapped children, see where I'm going here, and that they were in danger for many reasons. He just responded, quote, yeah, there are a lot of wild stories about this place. (laughs) I didn't continue to bother him for a bit because they're three grown men that do this for a living, and I had to trust that they'd keep themselves safe. I tried to just leave it alone. I really did. But because I was already concerned, I did a quick sweep via astral travel of where they were going so I could tell them what to look out for. The best way I can describe it is it's like I can fly and hover over areas or people and observe what is going on or even what has happened there previously. I told him that they'd be surrounded, that they'd hear things and see things, and that I was picking up on a little girl there, that she was lost, stuck more or less. Mm. I told him that something horrible happened to her. I felt she had been kidnapped assaulted murdered and dragged into the forest i could mentally see this happening and she was stuck there sitting under a tree and crying for her mom and sister i told him i yeah i told him that she had a had medium length hair seemed to be between the age of six and nine and that she was looking for her sister i told him that she had a plaid jumper dress on and there was blood both around her head and around her Mm -hmm. lower area Mm -hmm. i told him that she had been dragged into the woods by a man and that she was left there I told him that absolutely horrible and disgusting disgusting things happened to her and that she was a victim of a serial killer, that I personally felt that this man who had dark hair and was in his 30s to 40s had done the same and killed at least six girls. I should briefly stop here and say that I have never heard of this forest before. I live in the United States and Flex lives in Cumbria, UK. I have never heard of these black-eyed girls before or the serial killer Raymond Leslie Morris. <clears throat> I actually try to stay far away from stories like this as they deeply bother me and it's not something I want to hear or read about. Flex confirmed that they were in the Canic Chase forest and yes, there had been a man that dumped girls here, but that they didn't know a ton of information about it. 
but given what I had told them, Dan started researching it. I more or less tried to stay connected to them for as long as I could because I was very concerned for not only them, but this girl that was stuck. You can certainly check out Flex's first camping video called, quote, We Camp and Canic Chase are the black-eyed children here on his YouTube channel, The Flex Tapes, but they don't cover that a ton for other reasons, though it's still a worthwhile watch. The video was posted three weeks ago. I did no research on the case, the girls, the killer, or even the forest. I'm not exactly sure why, but something told me not to, to just let them get through their night and their investigation without fully taking it over with this girl, as there are so, so many other stories that come out of the forest. The next morning, I was telling my best friend about my channeling session, which was traumatizing, as you can imagine, and he asked me what the killer's name was, so I had to look it up. The moment I typed in Canic Chase Murders, I see three pictures of three of the known victims pop up one of which was the girl I channeled. Her name was Margaret Reynolds. Margaret was six years old. She was last seen alive by her older sister, Susan. Sidebar, I want to say that I've realized that many of the dates that connected that connect to this case are dates that are close to or right on dates, month and day, that have significance to me. I find, historically speaking, that connections like this to me are not a coincidence. Something leads me to find out about these people, places, so that I can help them. Soon after, Dan and others went back to the forest to investigate again and do another overnight camping. Now, this is the video you really need to watch, as so many of the things I told him and the things I felt and saw were validated through Alice Box and Spirit Box sessions. Honestly, my mind is still blown. The video is called Haunted Camping Canic Chase, Something Followed Us, on the Flex Tapes YouTube channel. Dan has his own video on his channel for this investigation, and I like seeing the two points of view and anything the other might have missed. The video posted three days ago, and I really couldn't get this email written up fast enough to send to you. I personally believe it was Margaret's sister that led me to finding her, as Margaret is still very much so lost slash stuck. I told Flex that her eyes are black because of the horrid things that happened to her. Imagine experiencing something like that through sight. You never want to see again. I believe fully this is why she is stuck there, forever looking for her sister, who she believes was also hurt by Raymond, though she was not. I told him that if they see this girl, which others apparently have, if she touches you, you will see everything that happened to her in graphic detail. So please, for your own mental well-being, never let her touch you and tell the same to anyone that goes there. In his newest video, I believe they are hearing from Margaret's sister initially, and at one moment... Margaret herself, but later on in the night, Raymond very much so tries to trick the girl they're with. It's a fascinating watch, really. Well, that is my story, and I know that it's a lot to take in. Let me know if you have any questions or need clarity on anything. I hope I didn't leave anything out that I'll remember as soon as I hit send. Thank you for being such a fun podcast to listen to. You're both doing such a wonderful job, D. Oh, my gosh. I was enraptured the entire time you were reading that story. <laughs> that was so much going on. I know. Also, I covered black eyed kids in episode seven and i want to say when i was there was like one article that i had um cited that had like snippets of different black eyed kids stories from all over the world and there was Mm -hmm. one that talked about canic chase i'm trying to remember if i read that one or not Mm -hmm. but i remember seeing it in my research and it was really sad but i think that was like debate yeah i i mean i didn't do enough research like d did so that would that would track if she was murdered there because there was one that I had read that talked about a black eyed child who was a girl, but that she had died of some disease that mm. who that was like one of the side effects was turning your eyes dark. Do you remember that? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yes, I do remember reading about the Canic Chase, whether or not I talked about it on the episode or not. So I'll have to go back and see if I did. 
That was fascinating. I want to watch the... <laughs> Sorry. Woo! Sorry. I want to watch the videos that you talked about, Dee, because they am very yeah, invested she, in this story. Okay. She attached a picture of Margaret and then what I believe is a picture of... Oh, yeah. That's the ghost. Wait, let me Do see. you want to see? Yeah. That, like, thing? The thing that's the... circled. Oh, shit. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sending that, Dee. And... Here's your friendly reminder that if you have a paranormal encounter of your own that you want to share with us, feel free to send it to our email at dfwgpodcast at gmail.com. I guess we will get into our stories for this week. Am I going first? Uh, yes. I think so. According to the thing. I yeah. can go first if you want. We can cut. No, it's okay. Okay. Because you just read it all at reading. That, yeah, it was a long one. Thank you, Dee. We love long stories. <laughs> Okay, today I'm going to be talking about the Hoya Bachu. I still don't know if that's correct. Hoya Bachu or Hoya Basu Forest in Transylvania, Romania. Um, oh, this is going to, sorry, this is going to be good if it's in Transylvania. This story has everything. We've got ghost sightings. We've got people disappearing. <gasps> we've got potential murders. We've got potential portals to other worlds we've got ufo sightings like it's, oh my gosh this forest is extremely active yes and Let's that's go. that's why it's so famous now um it's a f- the forest is about 200 years old but it was actually like fully established in 2009 because it was named after a shepherd that disappeared in the area with a flock of 200 sheep there's one missing mm, that's so i guess bad. his name was hoyabachu Let's get it. All right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry about yourself sheep. going missing, but wow. maybe he's in a like better dimension now. Maybe if he went through a portal and all those sheep went through a portal. I, I know. I could only hope that they're doing okay. I, I really hope they are. Wow. But it was dubbed the creepiest forest in Transylvania and maybe even the world. Sorry. Okay. I'm just going to disclaim right now that there are some names of places in my notes that I'm not going to be able to pronounce correctly. I don't speak Romanian, so... What? I know. Sorry. <laughs> so it's situated near Cluj-Napoca, um, which is one of the larger cities in Transylvania. It covers 250 hectares and is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of the country. Oh, wow. It has a reputation for intense paranormal activity and unexplained events. Reports have included ghost sightings. Oh, well, I listed a bunch already, but... In addition, unexplained apparitions, faces appearing in photographs that were not visible with the naked eye, and UFO sightings, which started in the late 60s, was like the first documented sightings of like when people actually got it on camera, and I'll show you the pictures. Visitors also report intense feelings of anxiety and feeling of being constantly watched. The local vegetation is somehow bizarre in appearance, like something out of a make-believe story with strangely shaped trees and unexplained charring on tree stumps and branches charring so, yeah oh wow which i feel like could be pretty easily i don't know how charring is unexplained well like, what if somebody like just had a like a fire yeah and but if then, it's like, like smeared a, but if it's widespread That's and there true. are forest and it, it didn't specify like what the extent of the charring yeah. was just said it was unexplained but let me i have to click on some of my sources right now so you can see the picture these trees are fucking why like wait i'm so excited because my oh my gosh <laughs> yes my forest also has like kind of grotesque looking trees but i don't i feel like they're not gonna look anything like the ones that you're talking about okay 
Look at these trees. Their trunks are like <gasps> twisted. What? Okay, yeah. guys, they look like um hooks. Yeah. So oh, that is so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why? there are some theories as to why they are like that, but they can't. They're like there's no scientific explanation for why they grow like oh that, God, and they're all in the same direction. That's Notice that? so fucking They're all in the weird. same, like, clockwise yeah. direction. My trees do not look like that. That is bizarre. <laughs> I've never seen a tree look that like that. That is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, in addition to the trees being... <laughs> trees? <laughs> in addition to the trees being weird and twisted in an unexplained fashion, there's also a clearing which defies the investigations of soil scientists. So, like, there's a clearing in the middle of the woods that doesn't grow anything. Ooh. And it hasn't for 200 years. <laughs> Wait, there um, was another forest in North Carolina that I almost chose to do, and it had a similar... I think I've read clearing. about that one, but it didn't have a whole lot of more information yeah. other than that one. That's why I didn't where nothing it. grew. Anyway, continue. Um, so the trees stop in a uniform oval, and that's where nothing grows. Um, and I, I want to say like that the tree trunks that are all pointed in the same direction are pointed towards the clearing. Ew. It's like some weird force that's making them grow that way. Mm -mm. But yeah, so the, there's nothing, nothing has grown there since official records were established. Um, and, and even though tests showed that the soil held no anomalies that would prevent the growth of any plant life. So it's like scientifically on un unexplained. That's so creepy. Yeah. Most people who live near the forest are afraid to enter it due to the stories and legends that have been handed down. They believe those who visit the site will never return. Many locals who have been brave enough to venture into the forest complained of physical harm, including rashes, nausea, vomiting, migraines, burns, scratches, anxiety, and other unusual sensations. Ew. I don't know if anxiety is all that unusual these days. No. <laughs> but I, I get what they mean, like probably yeah. the heightened sense oh, of it. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll talk more about it when I get to... Okay. Ghost adventures. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the forest first gained notoriety in the late 1960s when a biologist named Alexandru Sift snapped several photos of a flying disc-shaped object in the sky above the forest. On August 18th, 1968, a military technician named Emil Barnea captured a similar photo of another flying saucer over the forest. Now, what differentiates this story from the other UFO claims was that Barnea had nothing to gain from reporting the sighting and everything to lose. Because because he was a military technician, the communist government equated a belief in the paranormal with madness and state sabotage, and he ended up losing his job in a country that had no support for the unemployed. Wow. Yeah. Squirreling. And by the 1970s, the area was a hotbed for UFO sightings and unexplained lights. So I'm going to try to find the pictures for you now. There was one that had, like, a whole bunch. Sweet. I uh, love UFO sighting stories. Yeah, me too. I just think they're so fun. They really are. And also scary, but mostly fun. Like, look at... I don't... I wish this website, like, cited where these photos came from. But, like, what? look at that shit. They look like, like, like glowing jellyfish in the sky. Yup. And, actually, this one... That one is Is weird. from 2002. 
Whoa. It's, I don't know why it's black and white. Maybe it's like for, because it was nighttime. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's I want to say this one is the, the one from the sixties. Wow. That was like the first. Those one are like taken. very clear pictures. Mm-hmm. We will p- include all these pictures on Instagram as you know, but, um, wow. So like I was telling you, telling you the last one was in 2002, was was taken by two local residents who lived on the top floor of a building on the outskirts of the neighborhood Manister. The UFO was caught on film for 27 seconds and was described as a cigar-shaped bright object in the sky with a length of about 50 meters. Whoa. So it was big. So half, half that's like half of a ball, That's like <laughs> half of a football field roughly. Yeah, I don't know how what um, there's three meters in a yard no three feet in a yard yeah and a yard is like ish to a meter right close ish and if a ball field is 100 yards okay yeah, so, yeah sure maybe. damn <laughs> okay well that's pretty big yeah it, it sounds like it was really big and i don't know the population of this town but i feel like i mean everybody in this town knows the stories from this this forest and like are all terrified to go in it mm-hmm And it seems like they're very aware of what goes on near and in it. Okay. So additionally, and on top of the UFO sightings, electronic devices are known to malfunction when entering the area. There's a magnetic area roughly 300 meters wide where electronic devices are known to malfunction. And tests with measurement devices have revealed electromagnetic interference, magnetic anomalies and microwaves, infrared and radioactive emissions, all in abnormal range. So, the UF sightings, strange phenomena regarding the trees and other vegetation, coupled with the technical malfunctions and supernatural activity, such as the unexplained wounds, mysterious orbs of light, also ectoplasm sightings. Wait a minute. Like in Ghostbusters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I only had one source that talked about the ectoplasms okay. <laughs> sightings, but like, ugh. Ew. Giggling female voices oh, no. and even apparitions lead some to believe that the forest is a gateway to another dimension. As I mentioned before, people have been known to disappear. One such story focuses on a five-year-old girl who wandered into the woods and got lost. She had led, allegedly emerged from the forest five years later, hadn't aged a day, and Whoa. was wearing the same untarnished clothes that she wore on the day she disappeared with no memory of where she had gone or what had happened in that interval of time. This feels like a movie that I've seen. It does. Like, this feels very familiar. It does. Oh, that's... <sighs> yeah. And so I found a few sources that talked about this girl. Mm. Couldn't find any, like, con- confirming her name or anything yeah. or, like, when this happened. But there were several sources talking about her disappearing and coming back wearing the same clothes untarnished she hadn't aged Mm. and then i'll talk about this more in depth later but i did watch a ghost adventures episode where zach baggins goes to the depths of the forest and like when he's talking about the history of it and like all the legends and lore about it he does talk about this little girl but that like they when they show the reenactment scenes of her coming back her clothes are all fucked up and like she does look older (gasps) and then he's like she was never the same so like (laughs) he's like trying to make it seem like she went through this like crazy traumatic experience whereas all these other sources that i read were talking about how she had no memory of it and like just it was like she went in and came back out but like blipped and it was five years later that is weirder and scarier to me than like like, having no memory yeah having no memory of it being the exact same rather than like coming emerging from the forest 
like tattered and like I think it would be attacked maybe in a different way I think it would be more upsetting from an outsider's perspective maybe because there's more ways to explain her coming back fucked up and like her clothes are messed up but for her it would definitely be more scary to have gone through a traumatic experience yeah that's very true so according to paranormal investigators this energy field was created now okay I'm going to be a little skeptic Sally right now. I don't know how they would know this, but paranormal investigators believe that this energy field was created about 55,000 years ago by beings from another world to allow beings, like other beings, otherworldly beings from another world to allow them not only to travel via teleportation from another dimension to planet Earth, but also to travel to every place on Earth without the use of a craft. So it's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like a teleportation device for aliens on our planet <laughs> you know some people including andrea perrin believe that aliens live among us oh my gosh oh my god among us <laughs> god i wish that story i mean maybe that theory is true i don't know like men in black you know i never saw men in black i know that's okay <laughs> <laughs> This magnetic area is probably also a beacon for UFOs, as from 1968, UFO sightings were reported, and the last reported UFO was filmed over Bachu Forest in 2002, which I already talked about. Mm -hmm. So another story that people have talked about at length um, about this forest is that the woods are thought to be notoriously haunted by the Romanian peasants who were murdered there. I tried looking up murders in this forest, couldn't find a whole lot. I think a lot of what the legends and lore based on with this store or with this forest is like a lot of passed down stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's interesting because I mean, Google told me that this forest wasn't established until 2009. So that's when I'm assuming that this shepherd disappeared, Mm -hmm. but like I couldn't find any other sources like dating when this shepherd disappeared. So maybe it's like these stories have been being passed down like way long way longer like earlier yeah. than I would imagine like if there's this much activity going on in this forest there's no way that it started in 2009 yeah well I wonder if like in two, it, when it says established in 2009 if that means like that's when like the the like state kind of took over the maintenance of it like how we have that's state true. parks and they're like what um, should we name it oh yeah I remember that guy that yeah. disappeared let's call it that because like, as they had said, that that clearing had been there for as long as the forest had been there, which I guess was about 200 years, which still yeah. seems pretty young to me. Yeah. For forest, for, like, yeah. I always, like, like how do for? I mean, we don't need to answer this question, but I'm like, how do the forests, like, start, you know? Well, it makes you wonder, like, how old do you think the redwood forest is? Because I always equate oh age and trees to how big they are, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, that's another thing people had said about this forest and its peculiarity is that the trees all look very young. They're pretty small. They're pretty... Um, slender they're very skinny yeah like the ones that you you saw in in the picture i showed you but like maybe that's the specific um i almost said genre the (laughs) specific species of tree um but they're like yeah they look a lot younger than 200 years yeah i have no idea i have i have no clue the redwoods are up to 2000 years old shit yeah god that's crazy (sighs) well (laughs) (laughs) it is back to the people that were uh you know potentially murdered here it is believed that the souls of these tormented ghosts are trapped within the wooded confines of the forest and that these entities are enraged by their predicament visions of these tormented spirits are sometimes observed by terrified travelers pairs of haunting observing green eyes and a Mm. heavy black fog have been observed here 
we know what black fog and black mist means. Mm-hmm. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Many people report a feeling of being watched as they travel near the forest edge, which we've also talked about before. I was unable to find any other sources naming these alleged victims, but it could be a way to explain the uptick in reported poltergeist activity and could explain why all the light anomalies and orbs come in and out of that clearing. Mm -hmm. That's like allegedly the source of where these orbs are coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, So... While some of the stories about this legendary location may be exaggerated, it is hard to ignore the fact that something is going on in this forest and that we may not completely understand. So now I'm going to get into like stories from actual people (laughs) in in this forest. Um, I got my first story from a 2021 independent article by Sophie Buchan, Buchan, sorry, Sophie. It's titled (laughs) Hoya Bachu Inside the Creepiest Forest in Transylvania. She went on a guided tour of the forest and her tour guide, Alex, said that the first time he camped overnight, he and his friends kept being woken by a, quote, very loud hoof noise, like a horse or a particularly large deer. And every time they would stick their head out from the tent to investigate, the noise would stop. Wow. Mm. So not even that they just couldn't see it, it would stop immediately. I'm just imagining like a cartoon, you know, a, a, like a co- comedic show where it's like something's going on. They stick their head off, <laughs> looking around. And, and they stops. freeze like in a position. <laughs> and then they like zip up the tent and it immediately starts again. <laughs> Sometimes demons have a sense of humor. Just oh my God. That. They can be so goofy a little bit. I'm, well, poltergeists especially. Oh wait, I have a tweet about Michael Myers I need to show you later. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, then Sophie asked Alex what the creepiest thing that happened to him was on a tour, to which he responded, quote, well, there was a man who went crazy thinking he'd met a demon. He just got a massive tattoo of a demon on his chest to ward off demons. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the logic, sir? I don't know. Alex went on to say, quote, but the scariest thing happened to my colleague. He once did an extended night tour, one-on-one with a... Oh my God, could you imagine doing a one-on-one like tour with some stranger you'd never met no take me into this haunted forest i would be more scared of the stranger than the forest to be honest for the specific reason he takes this stranger on a one-on-one night tour with and he's very morbid and he talks about his obsession with death oh no how he enjoyed being with people as they die watching them die oh no and that was a long night for (laughs) marius who i guess was the colleague of alex their tour guide okay Um, but that was like the only main story I could find from somebody that actually took a tour there. Apparently you can mm-hmm. take like tours of this forest like during the day, but you can also camp overnight. And I would she had do asked her tour. tour or she had asked the tour guide um about camping overnight and he basically skirted around it and like he was like, It's too cold, it's October, I don't want to. <laughs> Convenient. And I wonder why. <laughs> Um, and un- unfortunately, Reddit gave me no good eggs. I was so sad. Kind of same for me, too. For my Yeah. I mean, one of my sources is a Reddit post, but it's like another article. So like somebody yeah. posted it to Reddit, but like I don't have it. There was like one. See, the thing with, with Reddit, it's always like a risk because or a gamble, I guess not a risk, um, because sometimes you get really good stories from like that sound like they're legit experiences. And then there's the other times where people just make up a story and post yeah, it. And there's really no way for you to know. Yeah. I mean, well, you, well, you can you tell can, when it's just a story. This is true. I guess you can do your own like verifying and fact checking. Yeah. But 
Or, but, like, when I talked about the Bunny Man Bridge and I found that one Reddit post where the guy said that now he it's his job to ward off the demon that <laughs> yeah. possesses the bridge. Yeah, that one was very obvious. Because he killed the, the last Bunny Man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So, uh, but now I'm going to get into the Ghost Adventures episode. It was their season nine Halloween special, Halloween in Transylvania. So they talked a lot about Vlad Tepesh, who, a.k.a. Vlad the Impaler, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Dracula. Dracula. Um, And so a lot of it was like going to his castle, going to where he um, ruled from, um, which also I did not realize because this was, guys, this was my first time ever watching Ghost Adventures. And one... (laughs) Zach Baggins could get it. His hair, only triangular hair. Only when he's not wearing the glasses. The glasses are terrible. But I was like, oh. Okay, I will admit, he is like, from an objective standpoint, an attractive person. The hair could um, do with less product. Yes. So, like, like, what? (laughs) His personality (laughs) could be better. But (laughs) just like his looks alone, I was like, okay. All right. Did you know? Oh, you had you had seen pictures of him before. Yeah, the pictures are always a little goofy. You know, a lot of the times he's wearing the glasses. <laughs> yeah, or like but, the one we posted for the last episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, wow. But I also didn't realize that one of the other, like, adventurers um, is Nick Groff, who was in that episode. He, like, co-hosted um, Paranormal Lockdown with Katrina Weidman. I don't think I put that together either. Yeah. So I don't know if he's, like, only on the show for a little bit or if he's, like, one of the main ghost adventurers. No, I, I think he's one of the main ones because it's Aaron and Nick. I know Aaron's the other guy. Oh, yeah. yeah Nick so Ruff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so okay. funny. He is very busy. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, but so he interviews, like, some locals, I guess. Oh boy. <laughs> or hired actors, depending on how skeptical you want to be. Is he wearing a costume? No. Okay. He was not. Wow. Good for him. Um, but one of the locals talks about how he saw a big red spot over himself, like while he was making a fire oh in or God. near the woods. Um, and whatever he saw ended up traumatizing him. And the same man's wife talked about how she had walked up to the clearing and had become overwhelmed with anxiety. So Zach talk, later talks to Adrian Patrut, who was a professor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was he cute? Was he like no. a little old man? Oh. He looked like a three musketeer. Uh. <laughs> I was like, where did they find this man? He was like the most like campy Eastern European man oh I've my ever God. seen. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I'm Eastern European, so I guess <laughs> But oh man, he was he was um, a character for sure. But anyway, he talks to this guy who is a professor of inorganic and radiochemistry from Babesh Bolia. Okay. University um, before he headed into the forest. Um, And this professor basically confirms that the phenomena can't be scientifically explained and the scientific measurements that they were able to get are not sufficient to explain the nature of the phenomena. So they, he also says that they have enough data to say what these phenomena are not. Hmm. Um, And at this point, nobody can scientifically explain them. So he's just confirming basically that, everything that's going on in the forest is unexplainable an anomaly and yes something not of this world if you will 
So then Zach goes to the clearing with his cameraman. <laughs> they, they show it on this little GPS with this like little oh my God. pin drop on it. I can't. So funny. <laughs> um, so while they're like walking around it, they can feel pulses of energy making it hard to complete tasks. What like is putting that? their camera on a tripod. That's what he said. That oh, like his mouth. Okay. Interesting. Like, like little like, you know, normally easy tasks to do, but like. Got it. it. And it, You're fumbling it felt, kind like, of. Waves on them basically. Ooh. So as Zach is stepping out of the clearing, his EMF detector starts going off and he, (laughs) I wrote, and he immediately starts having a breakdown. (laughs) He's very sensitive. He's like, okay, wait, what was his cameraman's name? I want to say it was like Billy. Billy! He was yelling, Billy! (laughs) Over and over. Oh, excuse me. So <laughs> she's overcome. He, so Billy run, runs over to him and he's like grabbing Billy by the arm. He's like, Billy, Billy. And he's like, can't breathe. And he says that like the back part of his head is getting really tingly and that he's becoming overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and that he felt safe in the circle, but immediately felt vulnerable when he stepped outside of it. That's- he explained it like, quote, he was feeling death while still being alive. That's so bizarre. Yeah, and he said it was actually one of the scariest experiences he'd had on any of his investigations. So when he stepped into the clearing, he felt safe? Yeah. It was like whatever forces were controlling the forest Mm -hmm. didn't want him to leave the clearing. That is super bizarre. I would imagine it would be the exact opposite. Like, if you step into the clearing, you feel anxiety ridden. What if it's the aliens that want to abduct him? Yeah, true. They probably want to make you feel like, safe, right, so you so stay you there and... Yeah. Oh never return. Oh. Um, then later, their thermal infrared camera malfunctions, and then they decide to travel deeper into the forest, <laughs> where they end up seeing a bright orange light moving through the brush. And then when they put it on camera and turn the night vision off, it glows red. <gasps> And it glows so bright that it illuminates the branches around it. What? Yeah. We can include this picture on the on the Instagram. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never know what these shows. I'm like, well, how much of this is acting? How many of these locals did you hire? How right. much of this is Photoshopped? How much of this is, you know, yada, yada. But it's fun to watch. And I like to believe. But, you know, I'm being skeptical Sally right now. Skeptic but like when there's so much activity going on in this forest and there's so much like legends and lore about it granted i know like people like to make stories and stuff but i just feel like it all comes from a place of truth i agree with that assessment Um, so maybe they're really i mean and that's like a big part of the activity that is going on in this forest is light anomalies Mm -hmm. whether it's a weird colored light or it's the light from UFOs. Basically, they're like any like nocturnal light you're seeing. It's like glowing bright and like moving through the forest. That's like the majority of what's going on, whether mm-hmm. like it's the light anomalies or it's like the malfunctioning of the technology and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just very strange. It's like electrically place. charged. There's like a of. lot of energy going on in this, uh, in this area that's either draining things mm-hmm. or making the vegetation fucked up. That's all pointing back towards the clearing. Yeah. Because that's where the lights are coming from, too. And maybe, like, the UFOs are, like, right above it. How big is this clearing? I forgot if you said. Shit. It's, like, a kilometer. No. That's too big. That's too big. (laughs) No. Um, Like a football field size? 
If you don't know, that's fine. I was just curious. I couldn't remember if you had said. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere, though. It's, I'll, I'll show I would you, imagine I, I mean, it's I'll like, put it on a picture. There's a picture yeah. of it. So that pretty much sums it up. I wanted to conclude with saying that while there's little evidence to corroborate the origins of what haunts Hoyabachu Forest, the numerous encounters, UFO sightings, technical malfunctions, poltergeist activity, because remember I talked about all the scratching and the mm-hmm. burning that was going on, mm-hmm. and unexplained vegetation anomalies, it's safe to say that this forest warrants its reputation as the creepiest woods in all of Transylvania, and perhaps even the world. And that is my story on Hoyabachu Forest in Transylvania, Romania. I loved that. I love that there was so much, like we were just talking about the light anomaly stuff, because I feel like a lot of the stories we've covered so far haven't really had a lot of that. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. This and like very unique. chock full of orbs. Oh my God. So orbs. The red, which I don't know what that could possibly mean. Um, nothing good. <laughs> I can no. tell you that much. No. I'm no expert, but I can tell you a red orb is not something you want to be and seeing. They were almost, they were explaining it in, in the show. Like it's actually a, a white orb. In, like encircled by red which kind of makes me think it's like a trapped spirit which is really sad but what is that like a white like orb? it glows it glows brighter in the middle uh-huh so it looks more like white yellowish in the middle uh-huh. and then the outline it like is oh red. i see yeah i don't, I don't, like, yeah, that. I don't like it I have a bunch of sources for this one this week, so I'll just include those in the episode notes so you don't have to hear me talk about them right now <laughs> uh, but yeah that's it that oh. is my story for the week Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the hauntings in Epping Forest, which is in Essex in England. It's about 6,000 acres, which honestly, I could not tell you how big that is. I mean, I think it's big. Yeah, mine was, it said 250 hectares. I don't even, is that bigger than an acre? I think, oh, is it like eight acres? Like hectares? Well, I don't, I'm not going to try to figure out what that means, but I think that's bigger than an acre. (laughs) It was opt. What's hect? Well, hept is seven. Hept. Heptagon is seven. Okay. (laughs) Math. Well, I I don't know how big 6,000 acres is, but it sounds huge. It is located about an hour outside of London by car. And the forest is believed to have been in existence since the Iron Age, which in England or in Britain, excuse me, was from approximately 800 BC uh, to the first century. Damn. Could you imagine living back then? No, I actually, I Google, I Google image searched pictures of the dark ages, which I mean, obviously it's just art and like paintings, Right. but I was trying to see if I could find one that I could like envision myself living in the painting. And no, I can't. Trying to think like, I've never been to the hospital or anything. So I don't think anything would have killed me at this point. Never had a child. Oh, like if you were yourself now, but in the dark ages. Yeah. I mean probably died of disease or like tooth decay or something mm, shit yeah yeah and i was talking to my mom about this the other day and she would have died at so many points yeah she would have she um she's had tonsillitis so many times Ugh. she had an, an exploded appendix um she would have died from childbirth with michael yeah so I don't think we would have fared very well. We probably would have been mothers by 15. Yes. Right? <laughs> and then dead by 25? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, uh, have you been watching House of Dragon? No, I'm like... These these kids keep pumping out babies, and I'm like, how have you not died from childbirth yet? I don't understand. <laughs> and, like, how do they recover? Like, did they get their vaginas stitched up back then? No, you would die at the point. Like, if your vagina ripped from... Yeah, I guess probably. Asshole, you would die. Probably. I mean... 
They do sew, but like, Ugh. or stitch, excuse me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with that, um, Epping became designated as a royal forest during the 12th century, which I think this is kind of similar to like how your forest became like official in 2009, but basically it became a Royal forest, which means that while commoners were allowed to forage and use the woods to collect firewood, the only people who could hunt in the forest were the crown and like the Royal family at the time. Um, that came to an end in the late 19th century when Epping was essentially decommissioned as a Royal forest. And in 1882, Queen Victoria declared that the forest was to be for the enjoyment of the people. So like the, the head of state took it over and they managed it ever since. Okay. Epping is a very dense forest filled with 55,000 ancient trees that have been left untouched over the years to grow into. Well, now compared to the trees that I saw in your forest, I'm like, these aren't that weird, but they're like, they feel grotesque to me. They have like thick. Yeah, I have lots of pictures. They have thick winding roots that break through the ground. They have like spindly branches in all directions. And they kind of remind me of like trees from the Forbidden Forest. Like they're these like. Definitely looks like Forbidden Forest. Yeah. They're like thick. Oh, that's gorgeous yeah i know i know it's so beautiful but like these weird shapes like they're the kind of trees that when they have no leaves on them they look really creepy at night okay but since you haven't told me any of like the hauntings yet that have Mm -hmm. gone on in this would you take a walk in this forest yeah i think i would like during the day well during the day yeah obviously (laughs) it's it looks i mean it's like a popular forest for families to go to and like spend time at during the daytime Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's beautiful but at night it uh there's like a different vibe going on at night in epping forest and i found a user on reddit named LG Fimo 101 who had commented on a Reddit forum that was asking people about the creepiest place they'd be- they'd visited in the United Kingdom. And so this post doesn't describe any paranormal activity, but it gives you a really good sense of what it's like to walk around Epping Forest at night. So the commenter says, "Me and four friends went there on a cold foggy winter night, not a cloud in the sky, the moon was full." My friends were already scared and didn't want to get out of the car, but they had been drinking and we all had to take a piss, which side note, I hate that word so much. Just say pee. I hate piss. So we all decided to go for a walk. We come across a clearing clearing, with a single huge tree in the middle with the fog and the moonlight. It was ominous. I was dared to walk across the clearing and pee next to the tree. So what was the creepy factor? It was dead silent, no animals, no wind, no noise, except for the sound of my piss hitting the ground. Ew. <laughs> I've been through forests before, camping around the UK and in Africa. I've never experienced silence like that in the outdoors. We walked for a few hours, and I just remember it being quiet the whole time. I attempted my owl call to get a response. Oh Nothing. No animals at all. I'd at least expect foxes, which I can hear screaming near my home in the city. We read the history after on our we have read the history after on our way back to London and I would not recommend going to this forest alone. Hmm. So with that, I'm gonna get into the chilling and murderous history of Epping Forest before I dive into some of the ghosts um, and like the, the ghost legends that haunt its woods. So Epping Forest has a long history of criminal association. 
Since the 1960s, and honestly probably even before then, a string of murderers have used the forest to kill their victims and dump their bodies. The forest's dense tree cover and close proximity to a big city like London make it a convenient place to dump bodies and hide out from the law. So I'm going to go through a list of people who have been murdered and been found in Epping Forest. If this is too upsetting, go ahead and skip forward a few minutes, but it's a lot, so I just want to read through. In 1966, 15-year-old Marion Hartley was sexually assaulted and strangled by a 20-year-old man after he dragged her into the forest. I know. In 1970, the bodies of 11-year-old Susan Blatchford and 11-year-old... 12-year-old Gary Hanlon were discovered after they went missing from their homes in Enfield, London. No connection to the Warrens case, but still interesting. Yep. Interesting nonetheless. In 1981, the body of an unidentified white European man in his 30s or 40s was discovered in the forest's undergrowth. In 1989, Terence Gooderham and his girlfriend Maxine Arnold were discovered killed by what was assumed to be a hitman for a drug-related grievance. In 1990, Patricia Parsons was found dead in her car in the forest after being shot in the head with a crossbow. What? Yeah, they what didn't get did that happen. Um, where in the what? forest? No, what year? Oh, <laughs> 1990. Oh my god! I know crossbow. Jesus. In 2000, 31-year-old Wendy Woodhouse was taken into Epping Forest, stripped, tortured, and beaten to death by two men who thought she had cheated them in a drug deal. In 2003, a body that had been in the forest for approximately 20 years was discovered, and the remains are unidentified to this day. Jeez. Or at least whenever this was written on Wikipedia. Um, In 2004, the remains of a missing man named Ivor Willis were discovered. In 2005, Shaw Afruge was lured into the forest, stabbed, and burned to death by his jilted lover. Also in 2005, Rafal... Oh, um... Shapzik, C-Z-A-P-Z-C-Z-A-P-C-Z-Y-K. I apologize oh, for the mispronunciation. I sound Polish. Yes. Um, Rafal was found with gunshot wounds to his head and later died in the hospital. And most recently in 2015, the body of Hadir Aksakal was found close to a pond within the forest system. So as you can tell, Epping Forest is no stranger to death. And with that, I'm going to get into the ghosts that haunt these woods. So perhaps the oldest ghost in the forest is the legendary Celtic tribal queen, Boudicca, whose tribe used the Ambrisbury Banks, which is a section of the forest, as an army base. Boudicca was the queen of the British Iceni tribe who led an uprising against the conquering forces of the Roman Empire around 60 A.D., Um, The queen was either killed in battle or died due to her injuries sustained in the fight, and it is believed by locals that she haunts her final resting place. In this area, many people report hearing the sounds of drums and marching soldiers. They see or hear a misty fleeing chariot racing through the trees. Um, They report seeing three phantom women walking along the road at night who are likely Queen Boudicca and her two daughters. People also feel like they are being watched constantly, and people have reported being touched by people or things that are not there. Why do ghosts always love to touch people up? Because they're, like, weird like that. They are all freaky deaky. I know. But they also, I feel like it's their way of making themselves known. Like, I'm here. Yeah. 
Because I feel like if you're alone in a forest, you can't, you can kind of explain away that you heard something, but you can't right. explain away a touch on your back. A phantom touch. Yeah, or some scratches that show up. Ugh. So a user posted on an online forum called Essex Paranormal describing his experience at the Ambersbury Banks, which is where the, um, the ghost of Queen Boudicca is most frequently experienced and cited. He said, my friend and I were chilling up at the beginning of the foot of the hill for a while before dusk and spent an hour undisturbed by humans. We were a fair way into the forest and heard nothing but animals. As it got dark, we decided to leave, but I had to take a leak first. Everyone's peeing in these stories. <laughs> The forest is a good place to take a pee. I guess so. So as it got dark, we decided to leave, but I had to take a leak first. So as I was off doing my thing, we both heard a deepish drum banging in a slow rhythm from somewhere in the words woods. I kind of joked about it, but we were both a bit freaked. It was getting pretty dark and all. The most odd thing, though, was the deep groaning we heard as we nope. were walking briskly out of the woods. No groaning. No. It seemed very lo-fi, and I asked my mate to stop and listen, but he was too scared. I wasn't even up there investigating, and I wonder if anyone knows of other experience there, because I'd like to know if similar things have been witnessed. The drumming was totally bizarre, and we heard or saw no one or any unnatural noises other than the two that I just described. It was weird. Groaning? No. no. I, I wonder if I heard that, if I would think it was an animal. I mean, if it's like... Mm, I mean, kind of sounds like a cow, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there are cows in that big hanging in this creepy ass forest. I do oh, love man. cows. I'm just imagining now, like Harry, Ron, and Hermione going on an adventure in the Forbidden Forest oh and God. stumbling across a cow. They're yeah, like, do you hear that? A hairy coo. <laughs> Something cow. tells me this deep groaning was uh, <laughs> not a cow. They probably wish it was a cow, though. Yes. Um. Okay. The next and most infamous ghost in Epping Forest is the ghost of Dick... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're five years old. <laughs> Dick and 69 will always be Oh, funny. I thought you were saying the other person's name was 69! <laughs> no. Oh no. But, like, those two little things will always be funny. Sorry. Uh, the ghost of Dick Turpin, who was a highwayman from the 1700s, um, and highwaymen are people who would, like, target and rob unsuspecting travelers oh. in their carriages. So he would, like, oh. yeah. okay. So um, he was known to do that for years upon years on the roads near the forest. And many believe, and he was, like, from what I understand from my research, he was, like, violent with it, too. And he was kind of part of this bigger, like, highwayman gang um, and so he was not somebody you wanted to come across because he was probably not just going to steal your money. He was probably going to, like, fuck you up a little bit in the mm -hmm. process. Yeah, sure. So many believe that after his death on May 4th, 1737, Dick Turbin's ghost returned to his old hunting grounds in Epping Forest to continue terrorizing travelers and locals. Many people report seeing a silvery male ghost wearing a tricorner hat, riding a horse slowly through the forest at night, as if he's looking for victims to terrorize. Giving Ichabod Crane. I know. Also, Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. Tricorner sure. hat. There's also strange paranormal activity at a part of the forest known as Hangman's Hill. Oh. This, I, I'm curious to know if it has been debunked in any way. Um, but local legend says that the hill is haunted by the ghost of an innocent man who was mistakenly hanged on one of the tree branches at the top of the hill. 
His hangman's ghost is also said to haunt the hill. So the guy who died and the person who strung him up on the tree and killed him. Now, here's the creepy part. Many people say that if you park your car and put it in neutral at the bottom of the hill, your car can be seen slowly rolling uphill. What? Defying, like, the laws of physics, rolling uphill. pushing it up. So people theorize that this could be the ghost of the hangman pulling your car slowly up the hill with his noose. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, why would this hangman know what a car is and what to do with it to get it out of the way? <laughs> I think he just likes to hang things on rope. Jeez. Yeah. In addition to cars rolling uphill, people report hearing screams at the foot of this hill. And though these screams are repeatedly reported to the police, they're never able to determine their source. If I, I heard screaming. I know. If I heard scream, I don't know. Uh, and I don't think it's foxes either because the... Foxes scream and they sound like people, but from how that Reddit user described the forest, he said it was like the quietest place he'd ever been. No foxes, right. no animals, no nothing. It, yeah, I feel like if you heard a fox screaming, you'd also be able to hear it like scurrying around. Yeah, that's true. Um, and quick uh, content warning, the next section talks about suicide so if that is something you don't wish to listen to please go ahead and skip forward maybe five minutes or so um and you can rejoin the episode after i'm done with this section so uh perhaps the darkest and most upsetting haunted location in epping forest is known simply as the suicide pond Um, it gets its name from a story that took place nearly 300 years ago A young couple in a dangerous and forbidden relationship would meet secretly at this pond. Uh, Their parents disapproved of their love. It felt like like a Romeo and Juliet type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, The pond at that time was beautiful, lush vegetation surrounding it, um, like a very pretty idyllic piece of land in the middle of this forest. The girl's father learned about their relationship and in a fit of blind rage, killed his daughter right there on the pond's edge. Killed his own daughter? Mm-hmm. And upon learning about his love's death, um, the boy, so her betrothed or her lover, took his own life right at that same spot. And after he died, it said that the pond became silent. No animals ventured near, no birds flew over, and no vegetation would grow, kind of like the clearing oh. in your story. The pond water grew thick and black, and it remains this way to this day. It's like sort of untouched by life in the water and around the edges. Oh my gosh. But that's not where the pond story ends. It's been said that the pond is haunted um, by the spirit of the young lovers and calls to people who have no suicidal ideations and drives them to want to take their own lives. A number of suicides and mysterious deaths have happened in its waters and on its banks um, over the years. First, the body of a young, unidentified woman was discovered in the water in 1887, and shortly after, a young servant named Emma Morgan took the lives of both herself and her baby by walking into the pond's 10-foot deep waters. Oh my God. And then more recently, in 2020, a 28-year-old man was discovered uh, dead near the pond, and it was ruled that he had died by suicide. 2020, oh my gosh. And in 2022, <gasps> in July, oh the body of a missing 19-year-old boy was discovered near the pond as well. Um, I don't know that they have been able to determine the cause of his death because he had gone missing, and, like, it was nobody knew why he left home. 
Um, so as far as I can tell, the cause of his death has not yet been determined, but nonetheless, he was still found by the pond Jeez. very sadly, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a change.org petition to have the suicide pond closed down permanently or to have it monitored 24 seven by CCTV. Yeah. I Does- feel like it's probably like when cops make their rounds, you know, mm-hmm. just, I feel like they have to check it periodically if it's happening that frequently. Yeah, I think so. I know, it's very sad. Um, And in the March, April, this is still about the pond, um, but in the March slash April 2010 issue of the Lofton and District Historical Society newsletter, which uh, Lofton is another name for one of the areas in the forest, uh, one writer describes the pond as such. She said, quote, the suicide pool is deep in the heart of the forest, far from any road. It is dank, evil, and, <laughs> and malignant. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Title plug. Uh, with an atmosphere unpleasant beyond description. I doubt if the sunshine ever penetrates through the surrounding trees. If it did, it would never lighten the black waters. So other ghostly sights in Epping Forest include a headless man wandering through the trees, a headless horseman, who is different from the headless man, uh, said to haunt the King's Oak Pub, which is a restaurant near the forest that is frequented by visitors and locals alike. Uh, It's also said to be haunted by a little girl who drowned near the pub. People see her frequently running around. Um, and I think I mentioned this at the top of my story, but people, uh, similar to your forest, like they feel anxious, they feel touched by things that aren't there, overwhelming senses of dread. Um, they hear the screams at night, they hear the, the groaning and like the weird noises. Um, they see these sort of, all of the, um, sources that I read through describe all of the apparitions as being like silvery and kind of, it kind of made me think of, like, the ghosts in Harry Potter. That makes me think of um, Patronus. Oh, yeah, of. kind of. Like Just like a, a, almost like a spirit guide when you, like, mm-hmm. expecto Patronum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, what I envisioned them to look like, too. So with the amount of death that has happened in Epping Forest over the years, uh, it's no surprise that there seem to be hauntings and paranormal activity at every turn. And that is my brief but hopefully interesting tale of Epping Forest. And visit it if you dare. I would totally go to that forest. I know. It I think I would beautiful. too. Yeah. It looks really beautiful during the daytime. And then once the sun goes down, I would yeah, promptly no. leave. No. But it's interesting because, um, like, it's a, I think it's a pretty popular forest that people go to. And I think, I think they have, like, kind of park areas or, like, mm-hmm. open fields. Um, like, families spend time there. But... Yeah. Uh, not after dark. No, no, thank you. No. I feel like it's a pretty good rule of thumb to just avoid forests after dark. Yeah, for so many reasons. Not just for ghosts. Yeah. I mean, I guess camping is okay, but... Oh, I forgot about <laughs> camping. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been camping in the woods a few times, and it's always been good. Except for the one time that that bitch lost my four-leaf clover, and then it rained for the rest of the night. When was this? Was this a Girl Scout camp? No, this was at um, church camp. Oh. We, we were going, we were hiking to the camping location. I found a four-leaf clover, and then I, I was going to put on my jacket, so I handed my four-leaf clover to this girl to hold while I put on my jacket. I put on my jacket, I go back to the girl, say, hi, can I have my four-leaf clover? She said, oh, I thought you didn't want it. 
so she dropped that. What shit. the fuck? Why would you never? Why would you ever not want a four leaf clover? Yeah, and if she thought you didn't want it, why wouldn't she keep it for herself? <sighs> Dumb. Maybe she did. Yeah. But anyway, she dropped it, and then. <laughs> It rained, it rained for the rest of the trip. It was terrible. The food sucked. I woke up. We were stupid and put our tarp. We didn't get to sleep in tents, by the way. We slept on tarps. And, but, like, we would, you'd still have, like, a, a roof, technically. I'm using yeah. quotes here because you would tie the top tarp to, like, trees and uh-huh. slant it. No. But we put the bottom tarp on a hill. <laughs> so... The fucking, it wasn't a huge hill, obviously, but it was <laughs> a hill enough that the rainwater drained into our tarp, soaked my sleeping bag, and I woke up staring at a snail. <laughs> so, uh, I wish I could have been there. That's the only, well, besides when I was a counselor there, that's the only um, camping trip I remember from that uh, because it was so horrible. Oh, my God. Well, don't do that type of camping. If if you folks are going to venture into the woods, don't do what she did. No. Camping can be fun. Just, um, oh, another thing that happened at church <laughs> camping related. Um, this was not when I was a camper or a counselor, but, you know, after I became a counselor, I heard about this, was um, that, so they take these 14-year, 15-year-olds into the woods, and then they're telling, like, campfire stories, scary ghost stories. We yeah. always did that. But um, one of, like... The old counselor, she was there that that day for some reason. I don't know if she's like helping out, like with basic camp stuff. But I don't think she like worked there, worked there. But like the kids knew who she was, mm-hmm. um, and they had her dress up as the, so. Like one of the legends of camp is this ghost named Emily Floods, mm-hmm. and they had her dress up like Emily Floods, and that's like the story that they were telling to the kids at the time. So she like dressed up like. And, like, a creepy-ass, like, nightgown and, like, like made her makeup really scary oh and, like, literally was, like, hiding in the woods. Oh, my God. And, like, rustling through, like, would run from the trees Mm-mm. and, like, was rustling. And then I think she started, make, like, making the moaning sounds. And no. then, like, the counselors were like, did you hear that? Mm-mm. And literally... They scared the shit out of these children. I would be so <laughs> like, acting angry. Like, acting like... Like, they didn't know what was going on. Um, no. They scared themselves. And then, like, kids were crying. It was really bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really bad. Also, also, like, kind of funny. Well, I mean, it is hilarious, but I would be pissed if I was a camper. But if I was the counselor who was out there having to be the person to scare the kids, I would also be scared. Right. Having to like be out there in the woods. Like far enough away that, like, no. you're, like, isolated in the woods. Ter- no. No. But she's into that shit, so... <laughs> not for she me she was fine <laughs> not for me yeah okay uh, all right well that wraps up this this uh week's episode and brings us to our paranormal protection tip of the week so this episode we are telling you to place one shoe soul side up When you remove your shoes inside a home, perhaps especially an unfamiliar home, make sure to place one side sole down and one side sole up. This apparently confuses ghosts who will will lose their orientation and thus leave the room and leave you alone. This just makes me so... (laughs) It's so funny. I'm just imagining myself being like, oh, oh, 
no. Oh, what do I do? Throwing your ghost hands up. <laughs> They're ghost hands. They're ghost hey, snubs. this is something that you could do even when you're camping. Like, yeah. if your shoes are, like, right outside your tent, you just flip one upside down. Yeah, it's no easy enough. And I mean, and who knows if it works, but no harm if in, in doing it anyway. Correct. Always believe the worst so you can prepare. <laughs> oh, I'm an expert at that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you. Oh. Go for it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our Haunted Forest episode. I had a lot of fun today. This was fun. Um, we have something really fun planned for our next episode later in October. Yeah, it'll be our Halloween special. We're so. talking to my really good friend, who I've mentioned on this podcast many times, but she probably has had the most experiences out of anyone that I know personally. Mm-hmm. And so she's super in tune with all that. And she loves to ghost hunt. So she'll bring us a lot of content. And she's also a patron. So yes. shout out. Thank you, Nikki, for being a patron. So really excited for that. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at DFWG Podcast. And that's where you can see the reel and TikTok that Betsy made about Markoff's mm-hmm. um, to get a sense of what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. And also make sure to join us on Patreon at, join our Patreon, excuse me, at patreon.com slash DFWG podcast. And shout out to all our patrons, including Nikki, Brittany, Laura, and Jeremiah. You can send your encounters into our email, like I mentioned before, at dfwgpodcast at gmail.com and please 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 if you have a moment rate and review our podcast on spotify and apple it really helps us grow our audience and get us noticed so really appreciate it and remember place one shoe soul side up and and always 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 stay away from ouija boards bye Bye.